Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I feel like it has been so long since I have recorded a Q&A episode where I dive into questions that you guys send either via email or through Instagram or Facebook or lots of different ways. It probably doesn't seem that way to you because I had recorded a whole bunch before I had our daughter, but it is now real time and I'm actually doing this episode solo because I realized, oh my goodness, this coming Saturday we don't have an episode for the Q&A. So I'm really excited to dive into a bunch of questions, questions about emotional eating, questions about if I have another book coming and when that might be, Uh, questions about self-sabotage and making yourself a priority, which is so timely right now when for so many people, priorities seem like they've been thrown up in the air, tossed around and scattered about. So I'm going to dive into your questions. And at the end of the episode, as I always do on these Saturday shows, I am going to give away a box of Energy Plus that is 30 packets of probably my favorite beverage other than water, which is called Energy. And it it has a little bit of caffeine in it, but it has a lot of antioxidants, a lot of vitamins and minerals. And it just gives me a, a stamina without any kind of jitteriness, without any crash. And I know I'm also giving myself a bunch of good stuff too. So I'll be giving away a box of that. I'll announce the winner at the end of the show. And uh, you've got 60 days to respond to us and claim your prize. But without further ado, let's get into the questions. And just so you guys know how I do this, I pull the questions about a minute and a half before I hit record. So as I answer them, this is the kind of the first time that I'm thinking through the question and my thoughts on it. So the first one says, how can I stop emotionally eating and what can I replace that with? I remember when emotional eating was a huge, huge struggle for me, which was about 30 years of my life. And I would read all of these things like go for a walk, call a friend, take a bath, journal. And None of those things were helpful to me because you have to solve the problem and not just distract yourself from it. Distractions are not the same thing as solutions. So when somebody says like, what should I replace that with? My response is a solution, not a distraction. We can't just say like, well, instead of, you know, eating my feelings, I'm just going to brush my teeth. It's a distraction, but it doesn't address the underlying issue, which in my opinion is a thought problem, a thinking problem. Let me give you an example. Let's just 
create a, a real world scenario of emotional eating. I'm super stressed out and I'm frustrated and I'm exhausted. So I'm telling myself I don't even care. It doesn't even matter. I'll deal with it later and I'm just going to eat through the pantry. That is not an emotion issue. It's not the fact that you're frustrated. It's not the fact that you're angry. It's not the fact that you're stressed. It is the way you think about those things, right? Before any behavior, before any choice, there is a belief. And in this case, the belief is, I don't care. The belief is, this one thing won't hurt. The belief is, I'll start tomorrow. The belief is, food will make this better. Now, I think that if you and I sat down together and really talked about that, you would probably agree, it really doesn't make it better. It might take me away from the acuity of the problem, from the intensity of the problem, from the peak of the problem for a minute, but it doesn't solve anything. This becomes a thinking issue. Our beliefs drive our behaviors. If you have a belief system that links stress and food or that links food and I don't care, it doesn't matter, I'll start tomorrow, whatever the stories are, that is where we have to do the work. So what do you replace it with? It's not the emotional eating you are replacing. It's the beliefs. It's the patterns. It's the thoughts. Now, this isn't something that we are going to tackle and overcome in a 30-minute podcast episode. It's a practice. It is a practice. And this is the entire reason that we launched the Daily Mindset Upgrades when we did, because fundamentally, I think people understand I need to be a better thinker. I need to think about this differently. I need to think about it more completely than I have been. But actually doing it in that moment is where the disconnect is. What does that look like when I'm standing there and I'm angry and I'm frustrated and I'm sad and I'm tired and I really in that moment feel like I don't care? How do I do it then? And that's, that's the work. That's the practice. That's game time right? That's when your feet are on the floor, you're in the game, the ball's in your hand, what are you going to do with it? One thing for me is asking myself, let's say that it's stress that is kind of perpetuating this I'm going to turn to food mindset. What am I stressed about? Name the problem, be specific. When we generalize, when we're vague, it's almost impossible to get to a clear solution because we lack clarity about the problem. So if I'm stressed or I'm overwhelmed, why? What is going on specifically? And I typically, the more intense the struggle, the more likely I am to do this, but I typically will write it down. If it's something minor and small, I can do it in my head. But if I'm really keyed up and the emotion is heightened, I will write it down. I'm overwhelmed because, and it can't just be, I have too much to do. That is still vague. That is still general. Specificity is a superpower. I'm stressed because A, B, C, D, E, F, G, I haven't been focused. I've been wasting time, da, 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 da. Okay, once we have the specifics of the problem, once we have real clarity and not ambiguity about the problem, what is the solution to this problem? What is the solution to this problem? Maybe it is, 
I need to delegate for things. Maybe it is I need to sit down and turn off Netflix and put my phone away and really focus. And if I did two hours of focused work, I could get a lot of this done and I'd feel a whole lot better. And then I'll ask myself, where does food come into play? And once you have developed the clarity about the problem, the specifics, and you're really clear on it, and you've identified the solution, it makes it so much easier to see through the incomplete truth that food has any part of it. Once you have that written down on paper, you're probably going to see, yeah, that's just compounding the issue. And even though it can seem laborious to write all of that out, you'll be surprised. You might only have to do it 5, 10, 15 times before you get a lot better in those moments where you start telling those stories and you start fueling those beliefs. It doesn't take this kind of effort every single time, but initially it will. And this is the process, one of many processes that we can use to become a better thinker. I could go on and on and on about that, but I'll leave it at that because we've done a ton of episodes on emotional eating. I have an entire course on it called Breaking Barriers, so we will leave it at that. The next question is, when's the next book coming? And I was so happy to see that question come through. So my first book is called Chasing Cupcakes. That came out in January of 2019, um, and I actually just started rereading it um, because life has been hard and I needed some of those tools. And, and I, I know I'm biased, but I love chasing cupcakes. I think it has so many great tools in it. And th- so I'm sharing that to kind of get to two points. There's definitely another book coming, but there's two things that we're working on right now. One is a workbook for chasing cupcakes, a workbook for chasing cupcakes, because One of the premises of Chasing Cupcakes is asking yourself questions. It is a toolbox for becoming a better thinker, which is kind of a little bit of the process of what we just walked through with regards to emotional eating. And there are over 200 questions in the book that you can ask yourself in tough moments to not let the past pattern dominate the day. And it lends itself really well to a workbook because many people get through the questions and like, oh, I want to journal about these. And they do so in a blank notebook. And we thought it would be cool to kind of expand a few of the topics and create a workbook to go along with Chasing Cupcakes. So that is in progress. My sense is that it'll be about six months before you can get your hands on the workbook for Chasing Cupcakes. But in the meantime, read the book, right? Because the workbook won't be too helpful without having gone through the book. You can get it on Amazon, Audible, Kindle, all those places. I am working on another book, but I don't really know the form that it'll take. I don't know if it will be um, devotional style, guided journal style, or a more traditional book like Chasing Cupcakes. It, It doesn't have that clarity of form yet, but I am writing every day, seven days a week. And so I'm thinking that within nine to 12 months, that next book will be available. And I'm very, very, very excited about it. So keep asking because it keeps the pressure on. And I appreciate that. The next question says, how can I stop obsessing over my weight, body, and food all day, every day? And no surprise here, the answer has to do with upgrading your mindset. First and most obviously, okay, and this is sort of like a soapboxy moment, but it's true and it works. Get over yourself. 
And I'm not saying, look, I get it. I not only have been there obsessing over my weight and my body and food all day, every day, I've spent decades of my life there. So no criticism, no judgment. I've so been there in those trenches with you. But, and I have those days now. Um, I don't know what it was that I wore last week, or maybe I like caught a reflection of myself or I saw a picture. I don't know. But I was like really judging my body pretty harshly. And then I just quickly reminded myself, you know what? Life is so much more than this. And I want to be so much more than this. And sometimes we just have to get out of our own stuckness. Like remove yourself from the center of your story. Remove yourself from the center of your story. If you feel like all you are thinking about is your body and your weight and your food choices, go do something for somebody else. Seriously. Find somebody that you can serve. Whether that's you're spending time with somebody who is going through a really tough spot in their life or you're volunteering someplace or you are learning a skill that you know somebody needs so that you can help them better. Or if you draw a blank on all of those things, go mow your neighbor's lawn. Drop off flowers to the old lady who lives down the road and just leave them on her steps. Get outside yourself. Remove yourself from the center of your story. Seriously, that is, that is my biggest piece of advice there. I think we all know someone who's having a hard time right now. Maybe they're having a hard time in their relationship, in their finances, with their health, Whatever it is, they're struggling with their kids. Find a way to serve somebody else. Make your life about more than you. Make your day about more than you. Make your thoughts about more than you. And the more that you serve somebody else, the more that you expand your perspective. And I'm not saying you shouldn't care about your health and your body and your weight, but if that is like the center point of your focus day in and day out, expand your world. Even if you're just experiencing it for a moment, like, oh, I'm not like that most of the time, but every, but every once in a while, great. In those every once in a while moments, go do something for somebody else. Find a way to serve somebody else. The other piece of it is, instead of obsessing, take action, you know, Take action on creating the result that you want, very simply. And the last thing I'll say about it is get very clear on what matters most to you in your life. At the end of your life, what are the things that are going to be the most meaningful? I know for me, it is my relationships. So when I am stuck on myself and feeling sorry for myself and feeling like my legs are too big and my arms are too flabby or whatever it is, what really matters most? How much energy and thought and investment of time am I putting in my relationships? Once you're clear on what really matters most to you in your life, then when you find yourself kind of spinning and circling and stuck on something else, just turn the channel and focus on the thing that matters more to you. All right, this next question says, where do I actually get started with refining my diet to get weight loss results beyond the mental part? Great question. So a lot of people hear me say mindset, 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 and I feel that way. But this person's like, okay, I'm doing that. But like in terms of what I'm putting in my mouth, where do I start? Start with writing everything down. I have yet to meet a person that if they write down everything that they put past their lips, 
No matter what, no excuses, no exceptions. And then they look at a week that they won't be able to find where they could make an improvement, either in quality or quantity or timing or one or both or all three. I have yet to meet a person who cannot say, oh, yeah, I can see where I can make an improvement there. There are a million ways to skin the cat when it comes to eating for health, eating for fat loss, eating for muscle growth, eating for stress management, whatever it is. But you first have to get really clear on what you're doing. And you sometimes people wait for answers. Like, just tell me what to have for breakfast. No. I mean, generally speaking, I'm not going to be that person for you because there's a million different ways to do it. And honestly, I want you to build the skill for yourself so that you're not dependent on me, period full stop, journal every single day for a week to two weeks. And I guarantee you that you are going to see areas where you could make an improvement, whether it's because, oh, I noticed that I eat around this time and I'm not really even hungry or that um, I'm going a little overboard here or there or my weekends don't look as disciplined as my weekdays or whatever it is, you will start to see that. So to answer the question, where do you actually get started refining your diet? Journaling. Journaling. Um, I also have a course called Nutrition Fundamentals if you're like wanting to geek out on some of the science of things and understand metabolism and take it from that angle, you can check that out. All right, two more questions. This one says, how can I stop sabotaging my efforts to better my life? How can I stop, it actually says self-sabotaging, how can I stop self-sabotaging my efforts to better my life? I don't think you're sabotaging. And I've done full episodes on this idea of sabotage. So if this is you, go to primalpotential.com, search sabotage. You will see those episodes come up. But here's the deal. The way I view sabotage is that you are intentionally trying to undercut yourself with malice, with the desire to do harm. And when people want to get fit but skip their workouts or want to lose weight but overeat or want to get out of debt but buy the new shoes, I don't believe that they are doing that with malice, a desire to undercut their efforts. I just don't think that at all. I think that in the moment that they're making those choices, they are submitting to a series of beliefs that don't line up with what they want. They're telling themselves a story to justify and rationalize that skipped workout, that pair of shoes, that pint of ice cream, It doesn't mean they want to hurt themselves. It doesn't mean that they're trying to do themselves harm. It's just that the way that they are thinking justifies and supports the decision that doesn't support their goals. So the way that you stop is the same exact process that we went through in terms of like the how do I stop emotional eating. You start to think better. You start to think differently. You begin to upgrade your mindset. That is the process. I don't believe there is any self-sabotage here, so don't worry about that. That just infuses a situation with drama that's unnecessary because now not only are you inconsistent, you believe that you are the problem because you're sabotaging yourself. No, you're not. You are just thinking in a way that supports and endorses the very decisions you want to stop making. So as you begin to think in a way that supports and endorses the decisions you do want to make, you change. We can convince ourselves either way. As you stand there in the pantry, you can talk yourself into eating. You can talk yourself into not eating. You can talk yourself into ice cream. You can talk yourself into carrots. It's all in how you think about it, right? So upgrade your mindset and everything falls into place. This last question says, 
how do I make myself a priority? How do I make myself a priority? Here's where I would suggest that you begin. What would it look like if you made yourself a priority? This goes back to what we were talking about a few minutes ago in terms of being general and vague versus being specific. A lot of people will get stuck on the fact that they want this thing and it feels out of reach because they haven't gotten specific. They haven't clarified it. What would it look like if you made yourself a priority? What does it mean to you to be a priority? You would be nailing it if you did what things. Write that out. Get that clarity. Once you have it, you're going to have exactly what you need to make it happen. So then you say, all right, which of these can I do today? And maybe you're only doing part 1A. That's great. Start there. But you can't start there without the clarity and the specificity, right? So I'll use myself as an example. If I were asking this question, how do I make myself a priority? And I just feel lost there. Like that's the stopping point. I have no idea. Well, then I ask, how would I know? What would it look like if I was consistently making myself a priority? Well, I would work out every day, no matter what was on my work schedule. You know, and your answers are going to be different than mine, of course, but I would meditate every day before work. It wouldn't ever like fall to the wayside because work was too crazy. I would spend time outside any day that I could, and I wouldn't ever get to the end of the day and be like, oh, I forgot. Uh, I would be making myself a priority if I ate clean and healthy more often than I didn't. And it, it could go on and on and on. It could be about reading. It could be about washing my face and taking my contacts out before I go to bed every night, right? That level of specificity. So then when I look at that and I say, which of these can I do today? Well, it's raining here today. So maybe the outdoor stuff I'm going to leave for another another day. But I'm going to keep this list on the forefront. I'm going to revisit this every day. But definitely today I can for sure wash my face and brush my teeth and take out my contacts before I go to bed. So brushing my teeth is never a problem, by the way. But I am notorious, uh, notoriously bad about leaving my contacts in. So what I would do is grab my phone, set an alarm on my phone for, let's say, 7.45 p.m., and it's gonna, the alarm is going to say contacts and face, right? So I'm, I'm doing that today. And maybe as I write this list, okay, great, I'm actually, before I dive into the rest of my work, I am going to meditate for 10 minutes, period, full stop, no matter what, I can totally do that today. And let's see, I've got two meals left for the rest of the day, I can totally make them healthy. I've got some leftover chicken, and I can make a little salad with the arugula and the tomato and the chicken that I've got in the fridge already, and then dinner tonight, we'll keep it super clean. We're going to do burgers on the grill, bunless, we'll do some avocado, and I'll make a cabbage a cabbage slaw to go on the side, Right? It begins with specificity. If you want to make yourself a priority, define what it means, get really clear, be as specific and granular as you possibly can be. When you think you're done, get more specific than that. And then every day, which of these things can I incorporate today? Which of them have I been putting off? Because maybe it feels harder. And how can I make it achievable and bite-sized today? 
I love diving into your questions, and we do something like this every week in the 12 Weeks to Transformation. We have a weekly coaching call where any struggles, any challenges, we talk about them live, real time, so it's not like you're listening to a podcast. You are actually there live with me. We can go back and forth. So if that's something that you feel would be helpful for you, kind of getting it together at this phase of life, get on the wait list primalpotential.com forward slash transform because as of when I'm recording this and when it's going to air, we are opening up our spring 2020 session, or sorry, our summer 2020 session very, very soon. So um, we have special bonuses and discounts that are only available to folks on the wait list, primalpotential.com forward slash transform. But before we go, the most important thing is the winner of a box of Energy Plus. That is 30 packets three zero, um, which is about a full month supply. It is going to go to Instagram handle honeycomb prince weddings. Honeycomb Prince Weddings. If that is your Instagram handle, please email Sarah at primalpotential.com, S-A-R-A-H at primalpotential.com. Let her know that you won the box of energy from this episode. You've got 60 days to claim your prize. We'll put it in the mail to you. Shipping's on us. Everything's on us. Free for you. Just to say thank you for sharing this episode. There's three ways to win, guys. We give this stuff away, not Energy Plus. We give something away every Saturday. You can leave a review of Chasing Cupcakes on Amazon. That would mean the world to me. You can leave a review of the podcast, uh, rating and review on iTunes. That also means a lot to me. And you can share an episode that you're listening to on Facebook or Instagram or something you've learned from the show. Just be sure to tag me so that I see it on Instagram. I am at Elizabeth Benton. I'd love to connect with you there. I share all sorts of crazy pictures of my life and the chickens and Chris and all of that kind of stuff. Um, tributes to, to my girl Dagny. Um, so check me out over there at Elizabeth Benton. Congratulations at Honeycomb Prince Weddings. Email Sarah at primalpotential.com and keep the questions coming, guys. I love to hear from you. I love to dive into your questions and I will talk to you very soon. Thanks so much for listening to the Primal Potential Podcast, where our goal is not to help you learn. Our goal is to help you change. This is a year of action. Take something you learned from this episode and put it into action in your life today. To learn more about working more closely with me and the Primal Potential team, please visit primalpotential.com forward slash transform.